where where many are falling down is that uh, with all the right intent and excitement given the value of AI that we all know to be there, it was AI for AI's sake. And it was AI not talked to a, not tied to a business strategy or solving a real need. All right, I am uh, super happy today to be able to speak with Mac Faulkner. He's an associate partner at McKinsey. Welcome, Mac. Hi, Josh. Uh, maybe we could just start out, and you could provide a, a little bit of um, your background. You know, you, you have an interesting profile, having played professional hockey, and you have a, a master's degree that's a little bit different than uh, most of the folks I've met who are at McKinsey. So maybe we can start there. Uh, sure. So I mean, if I rewind the tape, 10 years ago, I was playing uh, pro hockey in North America and Europe. Uh, and while I was playing hockey, my kind of core instilled in me from my parents was always to make sure that like, you know, hockey's not everything. And so I'd always been passionate about academics, did my master's and my MBA while I was playing. The opportunity to explore innovation, work in teams, values and culture uh, landed me on a path to, to, to McKinsey. And again, fortunate enough to, to you know, call that home, which is really, you know, it's a little bit more than work for me. It's a lot of my friends and, you know, borderline extended family at times. So it's uh, a place where I've loved, loved working, being a part of. And uh, over time, came in into McKinsey thinking I'd love to explore innovation. I think it's a bit of what we'll, we'll touch on today. When you think of where innovation is happening, um, you know, insurance is a really at a fascinating inflection point. And once I start to, to understand the insurance space more and more, um, it's where I, I wanted to and, and have spent a lot of time because uh, I think it's a lot of uh, blue ocean, a lot of opportunity in, in, in a sector that is, you know, pivotal to uh, to think society and plays a, a, a real role and is a really defined, important purpose. You know, this sort of ability to respond to uh, the needs of the business versus sort of exploring technology, exploring, you know, POCs with insurtechs and, and then trying to figure out how to, how to integrate the tech somewhere into the business. I, you know, do, do you do work advising clients on kind of, you know, how to get to more of the former and really have a, a, a comprehensive strategy versus sort of a reactive, you know, we know we need to be doing something? It, it's, it's, it's a great question. And I think one that a lot of folks are grappling with um, is it's a, I've had the good fortune of studying the industry and two is spending time with, with certain carriers. And I think like, where, where many are falling down is that uh, with all the right intent and excitement, given the value of AI that we all know to be there, it was AI for AI's sake, and it was AI not talked to a not tied to a business strategy or solving a real need, right? And put another way, it was a tech or analytics-led initiative versus an organizational priority aligned to a business outcome. Yep. And, and that's evolved over time. And like some of the fundamentals or underpin that that are commonly overlooked. Like what is the domain that you want to win in, right? We talked about distribution, underwriting, claims. Where do you want to go first? Is the question becomes how do you ensure the wanted behavior changes or actions are embedded into the business as usual and at scale? It's not a pilot of 50 agents doing this randomly. You're actually doing this at scale because that's where the real 
real value lies. And so if I play that forwards, just, you know, unpacking that question is when done well, it's, it's really, we're seeing a consistent, you know, approach and recipe applied. One common theme is that it's a business backed approach. Signs of that are that ops distribution, they're at the table day one, shaping the agenda for AI. It's not just the CIO, et cetera. They're picking the domains that they want to strategically win in. And, and then this is underpinned by then saying, great, do we have the technology, the data, and the talent to deliver that? In terms of last mile adoption, a few statistics really pop to me when you see like the, that quarter that really get it right. Point one is once they have clarity on the first five ingredients on last mile adoption, to get digital right, it's actually a, commonly a one-to-one ratio with respect to development and change management last mile adoption. So for every hour and dollar you're spending on building the actual solution, right, the, the app or the experience, you're spending the same amount of effort investment thinking through how do I get this into an agent's hands, customer's hands, communication, change management, training, awareness, incentives, that whole mix. But it's important because that is the behavior change at scale that's actually required to, to, to get that value, right? The latter half of that ratio on change management and frontline adoption is commonly underinvested in when the upshot is that's actually where, you know, all the value lies. In, in, in terms of you know, the, the last mile and, and, you know, unlocking that value. I mean, maybe we can hit that point now. I mean, you, you said that's, you know, at the end of the day, I guess, you know, companies, depending on what their structure is, if they're a mutual organization or have another structure, you know, there's different stakeholders involved, but they're trying to create value um, to, to, to different, different stakeholder groups uh, to their organization. So, um, maybe you can elaborate on that a bit more. One is um, from day one, strategy, selection of domain. I touched on this before, including the um, the full top team in the selection of the domain you want to win and ensuring buy-in sponsorship is critical. This can't be a this can't be a down the road thing or a, just a tech-led initiative. It's got to be an and. The, the 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 interesting insight here that the the non in, the not so intuitive point though is also ensuring that the end user you're solving for has a pain point as well along with like there being business value is quite important and so why that matters is if you're trying to solve a uh, if you think a distribution example if you're trying to solve a problem that agents actually don't want you to solve if you're not making their day to day easier. Then in fact, it's a lot harder to get that downstream buy-in. So front-running that and having the forethought to proactively plan for that is really important in terms of last mile adoption. The second is, you know, I think it's um, end user's voice has to be shaped throughout the effort, right? It's the whole notion of bring them in from day one, bring in, if it's distribution field leaders, agents, folks, and, and have them get close to AI, have them shape it, test their hypotheses, like they're all busy. What would they want to know about their customers to help serve them better? And how can we, you know, identify those, identify those, test those hypotheses and spit out solutions that make their lives easier so that at the end, it's not a proact, it's not a, it's not the reactive change management. Once you've created a tool, they're actually through a design thinking approach, shaping the AI solution. 
And, and, and then the last is the whole notion of performance orientation. So these can't be technology targets that we've built. We're going to try to build four, four models or, you know, we want our models to be three times more predictive than today. The reality is, is yes, like that is important. The and to that is also having ops distribution. Others claims own those tar- targets and co-champion them. We want this to, to drive a 3% lift in persistency. We want to drive an X percent lift on this business metric. We're going to work together to drive those, and we're going to hold each other accountable. That accountability is how you turn a pilot or a, you know, a one-year streak into a 10-year winning streak. And we're seeing three, four-year winning, winning streaks put together in last-mile adoption because there's that balance and co-ownership, not just from the tech side, but from like the top team to say these are our targets, not just tech targets. Are there more aggressive reorgs that certain companies need to undertake in order to be able to, you know, really make these changes? Or is it more sort of, you know, just moving a a degree or two to the left or right and making adjustments? If I step back one, if I step back one, one step, one or two steps, I think one is to get digital or analytics right to drive value of the you need to get your strategy right, um, but talent is a core part of the recipe and often overlooked. Two is um, I'm really fascinated by, you know, how do you rethink the HR practices and ways of working to attract analytics and AI talent? It is only getting more competitive. Uh, and look, I, I think, you know, insurance isn't always the first port of call for top tier data scientists, data engineers, you know, full stack developers, but I think that there's a real opportunity here, right? I think what we've seen on the backside is many are, are pleasantly surprised and, ex- in fact, excited by the impact one can have in the insurance industry. So much of this is developing net new things versus the 30th iteration of a previous, you know, model or, or um, you know, digital yeah. experience. Yeah. So it's a really fascinating time uh, in insure tech, but in particular in the talent space. So I, I have a friend who you know, works in a, in an interesting, you know, human capital innovation role at a, you know, large company in the healthcare space. And, you know, he gave an example of someone who, you know, you would describe as one of your end users, having had a fantastic idea and, you know, created the business case for it, um, relatively junior person as an end user. And the, company decided to go with it, but then essentially snatched it out of our hands and handed it to a senior level executive to go run. And that person left and got a great job somewhere else and, you know, has, 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 has you know, been able to add some great value in another organization. But, but you know, to me, that that speaks to some of the issues of you know, developing talent and how do you put the infrastructure around someone to enable them to run with that? And, 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 you know, honestly, I, I, I'm giving you a bunch of broad questions here, but the other piece to it to me is a lot of the end users, I think, you know, may be the real digital natives. And so, you know, where should the ideas be coming from? You know, is the traditional model that the executive suite has a strategy and then pushes it down really the right way? Or, you know, with a generation of digital natives coming up, does there need to be 
more of a process for bubbling ideas to the top and figuring out how to integrate those into strategy? I think, uh, I think two things. Um, those that have got this right, it's not an either or. You need the grassroots innovation uh, and ide- ideation from those that are experiencing, that are on the front lines, right? Full stop. That's your end user, right? Those are the pain points, the real pain points you're solving for. The end is you do need um, top team uh, prioritization, buy-in, uh, and um, support to make these ideas come to life. So I think point two is that organizations that are really getting this right are turning it into an and, right? The teams are cross-functional, um, but they're doing uh, end-user feedback on a weekly basis, and the designers in the lab are taking that feedback to shape the priorities, right? The top team is making sure it meets like business outcomes and is waters up to the strategy, but you're engaging with, I mean, some, even on the AI front, are engaging with 20, 30, 40 end users on a weekly basis. And that's why I find it really fascinating. Many say, like, you know, so what role can I play? I mean, given that everybody sees where the, 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 the puck is going in terms of insure tech, right? You know, what, what's exciting time? What's the role I can play? And I think that a few things that strike me are there are multiple opportunities. You don't need to be a, a, a trained data scientist. Look, if you are a data engineer, data scientist, exciting field to be in, no doubt. Right. But you can be a product owner. You can be a translator. You can be a part of like these end user groups, your champions that are shaping this. There's so many different ways to play a role. And those organizations that are getting it right are accounting for that ecosystem that ladders up to the business priorities and top team you know, clarity on, on domain. And boy, oh boy, are they, uh, they're getting it right. They're getting all the parts of the recipe right and end user adoption. So they're seeing the full, full end to end through. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, again, Mac Faulkner, uh, associate partner at McKinsey. It was great to have you on and appreciate your insights and, uh, you know, look forward to keeping in touch. 